podcast brought to you by Pile Style Events. I'm Dennis Junk. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, Alicia Pyle. Hi there. And today we're interviewing John Durnell. He's in the band Night to Remember, and he has an entertainment company, and a, he's kind of a booking agent, so he does a lot of the same stuff we do, so we're going to have a little fun talking to him. This will be a great interview. <laughs> I'm so brain. excited. Thanks for being here, John. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So first thing, tell us about A Night to Remember. How did they get started, and how long has it been around? What kind of shows do you do? Well, as a lot of other musicians in the area, I've been in bands for a long time and I've played the bar gigs I've played private parties and then that band it probably originated from the band what she said which was around for like eight years here in town just a a four-piece cover band we played a couple weddings and I really liked it the hours were better the money was better everything about it was better Um, and I said well maybe we should do more of these. So that's sort of where it started. And then I asked a couple of musicians what they thought that were in the band and then added a couple more. And we started this wedding band called Night to Remember. And that was 2014 when that started. Ancient history. Yeah, yeah, ancient (laughs) history now. Yeah. And then it's just been sort of growing and progressing since then. You sort of learn as you go. You know, you, you make the mistakes and then make some adjustments and we don't know anything about it. I'm sure you don't. Yeah. <laughs> now, even when we were meeting, you know, a couple of years ago with some of the other local musicians yeah. for a little local musicians co-op, I liked your perspectives that you were sharing with us, kind of heading that group up. And, oh, thanks. You know, like how to see what, what does the community need and what is something that, you know, what are the best practices. He was like problem solving with, you know, three or four or five years ago, whenever that was. Yeah. The, Adam Strack and I had talked and we sort of commiserated like uh, we, we we shared stories and we're like you know all of us are out in the scene so busy doing music that we don't get to talk about our experiences and get yeah. together and I said yeah. well and I, one of us said well why don't we get a group together and do that and I said that would be great so um, we started reaching out to some other local musicians sort of the criteria was if you're doing this as your gig like not a side gig but if it's your full-time income mm-hmm. or at least a major part of your income then we want to talk to you and get together and that's what we did for that's a few cool. years there it's just really helpful just your perspective on that so I can't imagine what an asset you must be when people call you and you know hey what do we have this much money and we would like this and that and what is that like it's fun actually because when they call it sort of you're the problem solver you want to get them what they want so you ask the prying questions you know what's your budget what style of music are you looking for and then the nice thing too is to be able to refer to other local musicians if if we don't have the solution for that customer I I have enough connections where we can find somebody else that can do that Um, and I think you know you you would probably agree that we are more of a community of colleagues than you know it's not a big competition we're we're all here in this together there's plenty of business to go around it really is so I think it's good good of us to help each other that's one of the neatest things I've found working with Alicia and getting into the music scene I'm not a musician there are exceptions to the rule obviously we talk about them once in a while but for the most part everybody kind of says you know we're going to help each other yeah and you know I'm going to get this gig you get this gig and how can we make this a great gig I love that spirit it doesn't seem like it's cutthroat and people are trying to cut each other off at the knees anytime there's a new gig and people are competing for it we got it this year they're going to get it next year right it's that it's a really cool mentality what do they call it like the abundance mentality there's enough to go around exactly yeah enjoy ourselves yeah I think that's important to approach it that way and there are even times when we'll share gigs I've done a wedding with Fort Wayne Funk Orchestra where I did the acoustic ceremony and then the dinner hour and they came out and rocked the place out you know mm-hmm. after that's I was finished so yeah that's awesome Aaron does such a great job with that band yes. too that's so much fun yeah they are such a cool party band 
There's some really good party bands in town. There are, yeah. I love it because it seems like maybe there's a couple, but like there's a lot of them now. It's fun. Like there's something yep. to go out and do, even if you're not booked, which I know that's probably not a problem you and I both have right. very often. <laughs> yeah. But it's really exciting now. It's cool. So give us a short history of your music background and how you came to where you are now. Well, I sort of got a late start. I've always been a huge music fan, but I was also a baseball player. So oh, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I played baseball for St. Francis, and I went to high school at New Haven and had played ever since I was eight years old. So that was sort of my thing that I did outside of school and family and stuff like that. Then when I graduated, I had this abundance of time that was freed up because I wasn't doing baseball anymore. And I had always wanted to play drums, but I didn't have a drum set, and I did have a guitar. Mm-hmm. So I picked up the guitar and I had, uh, at the time I was working with a guy who knew some basic chords and sort of got me started and showed me the basics on guitar. And then I just went from there and I was addicted. I mean, I would call in sick to work, you know, so I could <laughs> work on my C chord, you know, when I was first starting out. It was just crazy. I had all this time, so I, I would play for hours a day, you know, so and then it just grew from there. And I met um, some a contractor was working on my house one time, and he and a buddy played drums and bass. And you know, that's just how it starts. You you'll meet somebody that plays another instrument, and you'll hit it off, and then you'll form a band together. Yeah. It may or may not last. It may or not may or may not be cool, but it's a good experience that sort of takes you to the next level. Then you get in the and, community and get to know a lot of right. people. Yeah, and that's the thing is then you meet somebody else and then maybe you guys go off and start a band and, and that's just how it's happened. Um, early on, I met Jen Fisher, who's a big uh, presence in the local music scene and she and I were in a band together. Through her, I met Missy Burgess, who now plays for Hubie Ashcraft. There's a lot of history among the people in the scene too. A lot of us have played together or collaborated on things in the past. And It's fun to see that. I, you know what, if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't get to have these, I wouldn't, I get a smile on my face. I'll see like you and Missy are playing a trolley bar. Right. So-and-so and so-and-so is playing in there it's like that's cool you yeah know, the different combos of different people in the community yep it's a quick easy way to sort of see take the pulse of the, the local scene and see what's going on out there and like that's what great. you guys are doing at hc2 with the jazz night too that's that's, that's really fun. cool yeah yeah so what kind of music do you like to play when i know you have to you're playing to spec when you're right with the weddings and everything yeah so i mean there's a wide variety of quote-unquote wedding music. Our band and really our bands, um, I, I represent three through NTR Entertainment. But they all... talk about that a little bit. Too. Yeah. They all focus on top 40 dance music, basically, from the 60s, sort of the Beatles era, uh, all the way up to current hits and everything in between. But our criteria is it's got to be something that almost everybody has heard or knows, and it's got to be something that if you've got everybody on the dance floor and that song is up next, is it going to keep them on the dance floor or is it going to take them off the dance floor? (laughs) So that's sort of how we view it, you know? Kind of riding the wave. Yeah, we're on stage (laughs) and we have a packed dance floor and this song comes up, is it going to work or not? Yeah. And if it's not, then it, we don't play it. But do you have your own favorites? Oh, definitely. Like... Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of 70s music. Okay. Um, I love the 70s. Old bands like Boston and Rush and, oh, yeah. and bands like that. So a lot of the classic rock stuff. But as my playing progresses, I'm more into things like Steely Dan and Hall and & Oates and okay, a lot yeah. of these bands that sort of use jazz as an influence in, in the music. It's not full-blown jazz, but you can find bits and pieces in there and go, oh, okay, they're not playing an A, they're playing an A major 7. What is that? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you kind of grow your knowledge from there. But that's sort of where my ear has taken me now is more out of the rock realm and more into the jazz realm. But I love all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Do you do any original stuff? Yeah, I do some original stuff too. And that's sort of along the lines of pop with little infusions of jazz mm-hmm. into it. It sounds like there's a lot of overlap. <laughs> there really <laughs> yeah. is. I think it's yeah. fun. I mean, teaching freshman theory this fall t- showed me like, 
you know, you're teaching them math. You're not teaching them a genre. Right. Because this was supposed to be popular theory. And, and it was like, this is still just theory. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's still just math. And right. you know, how you hear it, how you absorb it, and what you do with that as a musician is what really mm. gives it your signature and yeah. or what signature you're trying to go for with the, the genre you're trying to cover. Yep. And I have that, I guess, on the original side, I have that artistic mind, but I also have the mathematical analytical side. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of appealed to me with music too that's cool yeah you've got a couple kids too don't you i have just one one. um i have a boy jonas who's 12 years old is he musical he is, I would say, reluctantly musical. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it so, starts for most of them. Is he yeah. going to join NTR Entertainment? Is he going to join I would family? love that. I don't know cool. if he would love that or not. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a fan of music. He's got a great ear. When he was very young, he would bang on the high chair or bang on the car seat. And I'm like, he's doing that in time to the music. So there might be something there. <laughs> yeah, nice. So when he was three, he got his first drum set and loved it. And now he takes lessons with Brad Crossland, who's oh, also yeah. in You Know Brad. Ooh, um, together, yeah. yeah, and he's also in a couple of my, well, one of my bands now was in a couple of them. And he loves the lessons. He doesn't love so much, you know, the practice side of it. Yeah, sure. So, it's, but it's I told him early on, just from my experience growing up, I, I said, you know, I'd really like you to pick a team sport. I'd really like you to pick an instrument. Um, they can be whatever you want, but if you can pick one of those things in each area, that would be great. Because I think it really, it makes you a well-rounded person That's and true. works parts of your brain and your body that you wouldn't work in any other way. So mm-hmm. teaches you to get along with people too i've noticed that with teaching music like when the kids go from private lessons to like even rock band camp at sweetwater or an ensemble at college they have to learn oh we're going to collaborate now right which is something you and i would do on the bandstand in a given day which it isn't you know even if you're directing the collaboration you still have to collaborate yep you know and you have to learn to play well with others and And to learn to dial back your ego which can be hard for some sure some yeah it's (laughs) It's a stereotype that's such a huge part of music that you know if i could tell young musicians something that you know the chops are important the skills are important but you have to be able to work with people if you don't yeah. have that nobody's gonna want to work with you exactly <laughs> yeah you can be the best guitarist yeah. in the world yeah. but if you don't treat people well or you don't show up on time or you don't learn the material or whatever it is all those things are so important you're, you're not going to find work mm-hmm. so that's, yeah. that's a big part of it they see the the big rock stars like the quintessential rock star, right? And they're like that guy does whatever he wants. He yeah. trashes hotel rooms and shows up late to gigs or drunk to gigs, and that's yep. what, that's the lifestyle I want. It's like you're not going to make a living. Doing no, that. only th- those guys yep. that can do that. I'm guessing you're on the same page we are, which is music is a service. Right. That we do for people, you know, and and it's a totally different mentality than a rock star mentality. Right. Yeah. And along with that, not just the the music aspect, but the whole planning of the event and walking them through that um, and just being a resource in that respect too. not just the songs and the music, but the full service aspect of it. So I'm curious about the answer to this. What are some of your biggest frustrations when you walk through this process? Somebody says, hey, we have a wedding or we have some other type of event. We want music for it. And then from that point all the way to the point where you're like, okay, we're done. And send an invoice. What's the biggest frustration you have? Well, it's generally a pleasant experience. So the frustrations aren't many. There are some small ones. I would say that probably the one that comes to mind first and foremost is when people are exploring music for their event. They tend to equate DJs and bands, which I think is, it's apples and oranges. You know, you've Mm -hmm. got one person there that can play any song that you want versus four or five or 12 people, depending on the size of band that you pick, that are devoting an entire day to your event uh, for the most part. If it's a wedding, you're going to sound check mid-afternoon and be there till midnight or later. So imagine hiring, you know, five plumbers all day on a Saturday. (laughs) You know, you're not going to get that for $500. 
our bucks. So, and that's just sort of an education thing that we as musicians and business people have to do. We have to educate the public and let them know that, that those are two different things. They both have value and they're both great, but they're not They are equal. different. It's, it's totally different. The DJ prices are going up though as well. Yeah. They aren't what they used to be. No, they're they're not uh they're not cheap. Gone are the and, days that it was three hundred dollars for a DJ for right. a wedding. Well that they're, reflects the demand. I mean there's yeah. a lot of demand for and they are gonna be a lower price point than a band, but they're a totally different experience than a band too. Isn't the technology part of it too? They'd have to yeah, have... it does depend on probably what they're bringing. And I know, right. you know, Scott DeMarco. Um, I know the name. DJ I've Trent. never met. Okay. Yeah. 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 For, I think it's yeah. Fort Wayne Party is his website. Yes. But he has like so many different things you can choose from to bring along and stuff. It's so right. cool. I'm sure he, they customize packages too. Sure. Yeah. They're offering with lighting and holographic, you know, pictures of you and just yep. different things. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they do a very good job of advertising and being out at different events and things like that. I think that's something where we can probably step up, you know, what we do. And that you and I have both seen we the need hold for each that. Other that's why accountable. Exactly. <laughs> this will be the year we do better with our marketing. Yeah. But I think we've both seen the need for that. And that's yeah. why we're doing what we're doing because we've been out and seen, you know, there's not anybody sort of representing that in the scene the way that it that it should be or needs to be yeah so and it, it's difficult because it's it's not until you have an event coming up that you ever think about it so right you, you're going to reach out to all these people and say this is what musicians do this is what really goes on behind the scenes and they're like oh i don't care you know it's i i, I don't do that but then exactly you know, they have an event and you're trying to interact with them and to yep. give them the details they need and educate them then and it's yep. too late by then. they're just frustrated because right it's going to cost what? You got to bring what? You need a sound guy? You, you got to come yep. four hours early? Why? Yeah. <laughs> because I don't want your aunt to hear our kick drum for a, you know, <laughs> yeah. two minutes while we're EQing it and setting it up. And yeah, that's another little frustration while we're on the topic is like with weddings, we'll go sound check early. And my, my first question is when are the first guests going to arrive in the space? Yeah. Because we want to be sound checked and done by then. And it's always, oh, we won't, you know, the wedding gets finished at uh, 4.30. No one's going to be there till 5.30. And we've got family walking in the door at 4 45 or 5 o'clock and so that's just something where i've learned to not count on the not not count on the time that they tell me and usually push that back a little bit so what are some of your favorite memories from these weddings and other oh my gosh there there's so many i mean the events are the corporate events are great the weddings i think are more emotional and more i don't know they they seem to stand out more and be a little bit more special than the corporate events um, not to put those down but it's just such a big moment a big day in people's lives and it's um, really special yeah you're seeing the people on the best day of their lives in a lot of cases and it's just it's so cool to be a part of that and help you know, walk them through everything from the beginning and then see that come to fruition the day of is just really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You make me want a wedding and I don't even want one. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I'm a no wedding woman. That's what yeah. I want. But you make me want to have a wedding. Maybe someday. <laughs> maybe someday you'll play our, yeah. our, our maybe yeah. wedding. Yeah. I'd love to. That would be great. Oh, that's cool. You, yeah. You think about all the anticipation that they build, though, for that day. It is different than a corporate you know, event, which those are right. well planned out, I'm sure. You're Definitely. Yeah, that, there's still a degree of planning with that. But a lot of times with the brides, it'll be nine months, you know, yeah. nine months to a year of emails back and forth and going through all the little details of everything that they want. If you had to pick, what's like an email average with a bride from start to finish. If you were just to kick a guess, this is like a goofy industry question. Here. So like how many emails go back and forth in the process yeah. of, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> what's, a, what's a good case and what's a worst case? 
Okay, a good case, I would say probably 10 sure. throughout the course, but I know I've got some that are upwards of 150. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> oh so, and then everything in between, sure. you know, and, and it just depends on the personality. A lot of times there are more obviously laid back brides that are less detail oriented, which I kind of like because the details are still going to get addressed. It's just, I get to address them and walk them through that um, versus the really hands-on detail oriented brides that are talking about every little thing, you know, yeah. which is fine too. I just want them to be happy at the end of the day. I want them to be happy with what they receive. It gives you more creativity, though, if you can use your skills and your... Yeah, and a lot of times they'll come to me and say, hey, what what do we do? This I've never done this before. You know, what's a typical timeline? What do other people do is is a lot of the questions that we get. It's ridiculous, really. I was going to say, one of our biggest frustrations, though, is how do you deal with the people who, like, send that many emails because... You don't put that into the proposal for what you're going to do for it. Exactly. And spending hours and hours. Exactly. Or they don't do read your responses. That does happen and occasionally. And you get the repeat questions. And yep. It's like, Right. Four hours to answer all these emails. Well, I've learned to I've learned to guide them. I guess is a polite way, and sort of say something like, "Next Monday, I'm going to address your timeline. Um, mm-hmm. If you can collect all your questions and have them for me on mon- by Monday morning, I'll go through all those, and that will kind of put a deadline. That's a good yeah, idea. yeah. It, <laughs> instead, instead of, of it ten questions between now and Monday, they give me one email with ten questions on Monday, and that that helps a lot. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. a good idea. And then sort of be be proactive with you know anticipating the questions one of the things i'm going to do this year is have an faq a frequently asked questions Mm -hmm. sheet that i'll give them that can get them thinking about those things ahead of time and we can get those details taken care of earlier you know we had a, a beautiful event this last weekend but it's a perfect example too of you know i don't i don't think Things are always well planned out when people book this frequently asked questions page. Is I might have to like solicit from you. Yeah, that we could work even. together on it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, there was a, there was a wonderful group, and they treated us so well. And honestly, we had been not treated. Sometimes corporate's different than a wedding setting. It's it's and, quite uh, a bit different. Yeah, yeah, sometimes the way the band's treated is even a little differently. And I always treat my band well, but I should just say the way I'm treated or the way you know the director is yeah. handled could be differently than you know. Yep. Like you said, someone on the best day of their life, and we had had a few that were really exhausting. And then we got to this event, and they just treated us like gold. But we ended up adding an entire like live sound experience. <laughs> To uh, two days before because they wanted two other groups to perform, which meant like it, oh, that's was, great. it was wonderful, but it was totally not priced in the quote. Right. Totally yeah. not prepared for, you know, and I yeah. was just, I was, I was thanking God that we got through everything so well, you know, like as well yeah. as we did, because I would have hired a sound technician for this and, you know, right. there would have been different preparations made. And I even said that, you know, next year, if you decide to do this again, let me know and I will bring a sound guy along. Yes. <laughs> but it's so funny yeah. how those things come up and, you know, you get the yeah. chance to roll with it, but also learn how to plan for that in the future with your yeah with your questions and it's a good feeling when you pull something like that off and you've sure. made them happy at the end yeah. of the day it's it's a good feeling it's not scary at all <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little scary during Especially but when you're running, you get the 20 minutes to do the sound check and people are starting to walk in right okay yeah you have a nine piece band oh okay <laughs> tell us about ntr entertainment and how that got started and- yeah so that basically just sort of grew organically and naturally from the wedding band i had a lot of bookings for night to remember and 
and I was starting to have to turn people away. And I thought, well, if I had a second band, I wouldn't have to turn these people away. So I thought, I know so many musicians, so many good musicians, I could probably put a second band together and start to book them for the ones that we can't do. And that's, it just sort of grew from there. And then my band that does covers and originals, John Durnell Band, uh, we also do weddings too. So that's a four-piece band uh, versus the other two that are five-piece bands. And then we do everything from solo acoustic to a piano and vocal or, you know, anything up to we could add a horn section and be like an eight-piece band. So mm-hmm. just a wide gamut of different lineups that we can provide just sort of to work with any need and any budget, basically. Mm-hmm. Isn't that fun? Yeah, like, yeah, it is. I have to ask you another funny question, though, when they call with the budget question. Like, how, what would you say percentage-wise of people that understand the cost of life music? Oh, I would say it's pretty low. Um, <laughs> it's on the lower end. But it, it's also, it that's okay if they're open to sure. learning and they're open to the budget but if they have a strict budget in mind and you have to burst their bubble that's it's that's hard, tough isn't it? yeah. how do you go about that like when you're communicating I just break it to them gently and just say <laughs> you know here's the reality of things and I'll sort of explain you know you've got this number of people especially on a wedding you've got this number of people for basically the entire day Saturday or if we're traveling to Indianapolis I mean a lot of times um, if it's past Indianapolis we'll even spend the night um, so you've got a lot of expense with that and a lot of you're taking up a lot of an individual's time and that's not free (laughs) so one of the things alicia keeps hammering and i I see it happening is like everyone sees the two or three hours that you're playing and it's like well what would I pay for three hours of some type of service exactly what they're not seeing is all the charts that have to be written all of the technology that has to be set up practice yeah rehearsing practice administration so you're seeing like a third or a fourth of the time that goes into it and then you add in travel expenses and then you add in you're taking out a whole Saturday somebody's got to hang out with their kids or something exactly and then sometimes you're even playing uh, we do ceremonies too a lot of times so we're doing the ceremony uh we're emceeing the entire event from the time the cocktail hour starts all the way through the end so there's just there's a lot that goes into the preparation of it um we want to make sure we pronounce names correctly Um, we're not just winging that at the last minute with a list that you know somebody hands to us that that's all thought of ahead of time and worked out so yeah there's a lot of prep that goes into it too like ntr entertainment exactly and you send a band out you're going to spend a lot of time with whoever you're sending right to educate them that's time of yours too you know so if you're putting your brand on something you you can tell it's just so quality and so authentic what you guys are doing that's going to take more time right to make sure that that's all communicated to your musicians Mm -hmm. if you're not there present yeah and that's a good point that you know if you're putting something out there under your name you want to make sure it's the quality that you would want to put out there absolutely You don't want people showing up with a piano chord, for instance. <laughs> we, we've only had one one non-positive experience since we started our little endeavor. Everybody has one. Yeah. You're I'm gonna one. like pack Dennis's car now with like an extension cord, you know, kick drum pedal. No. So you can't Couple here to play things. solo piano, and you can't plug in your piano. <laughs> Do you see the problem? Yeah, <laughs> We're not naming any names. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. What are some of the favorite bands that you have that in the local area? So oh wow work with to go see anything like that. Mm, there's so many of them it's tough to single out I, I love Fort Wayne Funk Orchestra is definitely okay. one of my favorites there's a newer band that I don't know that a lot of people know about but uh, Casual Friday um, sort of <clears throat> they sort of formed after Soul 35 broke up which was they they were probably my favorite local band Soul 35 mm-hmm. uh, they formed after that band and they're they're phenomenal they'll just knock you over with their vocals they're amazing mm-hmm. and the musicianship is top-notch too um but there's just so many good bands. It just depends on what, what genre you're talking about. I mean, URB for like reggae and just oh, yeah. 
there's just so many good bands. I mean, Alicia, you've got, you know, everything from a quartet to like APQ Harmonic with 13 people on stage. We call just phenomenal the family planning band now. Which I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Keep that. New people into it. <laughs> I think that's the fault of us having a community. Watch out. Yeah. Your bands are going to grow. Right. It's funny. We were trying to watch them. We were at the Fillmore for New Year's Eve and like watching everybody trying to pack in the stage. Just like we, you can't get too many more band you know, members. Right, that's not a here. huge stage to begin with. <laughs> You're so. going to have this too, and I'm sure you may, maybe you already have, but you have a rotation at all going with your bands a little bit. Well, we've got we have subs or fill-ins, and it's not it's not a long list. It's sure. and, and we don't really have the need too often for that. But well, maybe you'll be okay then. But we'll have yeah. a gig. We'll book a gig, and you know I'll start advertising it, and I've got. I'll set up with original members of a band and I'll, I'll start getting texts like, hey, can I play too? And, you know, oh, yeah. like, hey, I see you're there. Like, do you have room for one more? And I'm just like, yes. Yeah, that's that's very cool. <laughs> I, I think that would be fun. Uh, a lot that's of what funny. we do is sort of tight arrangements okay. um, and mashups and things like that. So it, it makes it a little bit harder for people to sit in on those sure. because they're arrangements that we've had to rehearse and work out. But I I, there's definitely a lot of our show that would be cool to have like a another guitarist come up or whoever somebody stepped in on the gig at like four o'clock in the afternoon last week i didn't need them by the end of the night i was like i needed you i'm so <laughs> glad you were able to yeah. come they're like where are you playing tonight i'm like so and so you want to come they're like sure we just added another member it was fun that's it's, very cool and we're not always that flexible with things because a budget might not be and right you know and I didn't even have a budget for that in this particular instance, but it was like, you know, let's, let's let's bring you along. I think this will be so much fun. It was just wonderful. Yeah, sometimes the neatest things can come out of those little um, yeah. surprise collaborations. So favorite musicians, Fort Wayne Funk Orchestra, URB, any soloists that you like to go out and catch if you have a night off? I'm a big Sunny Taylor fan. I've been a fan of hers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so. when she was, you know, 17, <laughs> sitting out in front of the dash in strumming, but she's just such a great songwriter and an awesome person in general, yes. but a really good vocalist too. So solo, probably her. Oh, Sunny. But I mean, there's there's a lot of, I mean, Adam Strack is amazing, solo acoustic performer. Uh, Jared Pagan, when he was doing it, he runs a bar now and that's taken up most of his time, but Jared's always been really good. What bar is he um, with now? He owns bar 13 in Pearson. Okay. Yeah, and has for a little while, and I've played there several times. Yeah. So, zooming out, what are your thoughts about the Fort Wayne music scene in general? Have have you seen much of any place else? Have you been to the Nashvilles and the? the Yeah, I've I've been to Nashville, and I I know people that have played in Nashville. Fort Wayne isn't Nashville. It's never going to be Nashville, but that's okay. I would actually rather be here than in Nashville. It if you want to compete with everybody in the world, go to Nashville. You know, that's (laughs) there's so much talent down there. It's just scary. I mean, you can find somebody on a street corner that would just blow your mind down there but the musicians aren't getting paid down there what they can get get paid in other markets Mm -hmm. Um, and we've actually got some nashville musicians coming up here now for gigs because they can get paid here and it's not that far of a trip we've noticed this too (laughs) yeah a couple wineries that i've played at i've noticed they've had nashville and i talked to one of the owners and they said well they'll come up here and play because they can't get paid down there and we'll put them up in a house or whatever have them play for a night then while they're up here they'll pick up a lake party that they can play and you know but there's a lot of that shows you what opportunity there is here is if you've got people from nashville coming up here to play these gigs Mm -hmm. and picking up parties you know on a whim it's there's an opportunity here and the scene just it keeps growing it changes it's changed from say 2000 there were bands that were uh, it was a lot more band oriented i guess then around 2000 and there were a and r reps that were coming into town looking at mm-hmm. bands like rosemary gates and yeah. 
Abraham that turned it. An A&R rep is from a a record label that will come out and scout bands to sign to the label, basically, and then sort of foster that relationship between the label and the band. Sorry. For those that we like to explain, too. I think they're few and far between now. There were a lot more, but it's because the industry's changed so much in the last 15, 20 years. It's Yeah, it's way different now. Yeah, so exactly. A couple clicks away, you know what somebody supposedly yep. sounds like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're not exactly sure if that's what you're going to get. But... Make sense <clears throat> right. We had that conversation. I don't know if you've met with Nick Bocott before. I haven't. He works in here at Sweetwater. He uh, founded the band Grim Reaper. He used to work for Marshall Amps, and he, he works oh, in wow. here now. He's one of our really cool transplants. Okay. He adopted our larger band. He's in our band now, one of them. And I, I thought he was just going to guest with us, but he actually wants to be in the band, which is super cool. That's and great. We love that. Yeah. He was talking about how. Um, he will help people like he goes goes on stage with people that'll tour and stuff or you know help them out in different settings and how like he'll be listening to what's playing and looking at the players and like they're not playing that mm. or the guitar solo's going and this guy's right. like you know playing with something on his you know whatever and yep and so I never even thought about that because everything we do is live and I know that there's some wonderful support tracks and some cool things that people can use especially yep. in you know for exact arranged pieces which is really fun for the clients too but yeah um, I didn't realize how popular <clears throat> that was for people not to play live music. Yeah. You know, or mostly live. Yeah, it has been done. I think of uh, Ashley Simpson when I think of that on Saturday Night Live where she got oh, caught yeah. with her backing track playing and she wasn't singing. Yeah. Um, I think the larger acts do that a lot more than Probably. like the local or regional acts. I mean, we're, we're everything you hear that we do is happening live at the oh, moment, yeah. you know. Yeah. Us too. Yeah. The sad thing is, especially if you're at a wedding or something, it's like a lot of people who really aren't paying that much attention. And I know this because I, I'll show up to help load Alicia out and everyone says, you guys sounded great. As and they think you're in the band, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not a musician. Yeah, <laughs> and this happens like pretty regularly. Yeah, I've had that happen with my wife too. Yeah, they think she's in the band. And she's like, no, I'm just carrying a mic stand. I I didn't do anything else. I sounded great doing what? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Does Fort Wayne have? And this is a question for you too, Alicia. Does Fort Wayne have its own aesthetic in any way? So we can you can compare the ecology of Nashville to Fort Wayne or any place else. No. Austin, Texas, or whatever. But is there a sound that's uniquely Fort Wayne, or is it? Would anybody be able to tell the difference? Like, oh, they sound I like a Fort Wayne musician. I think it's unique. I will say, and I know we have some people in town that do this. I don't mean to go back to the pre-recorded track stuff. But I know if I come see you, you're playing everything. You know, if I go listen to Sunny, you're playing everything. Yeah. Most of the people in Fort Wayne can rattle off original content on the same gig as play almost all your favorite covers, too. Right. I think that there's still something personal about Fort Wayne because a lot of us still know each other, too. Yeah. I hope that never changes. Yeah, me too. You know, like, I, I really do. I hope I can go in a bar and, and the, the band playing, if you're pretty well connected like John and I are, we're probably going to know someone in that band. Right. You know, or, or be like, oh, I know, I know your teacher. You know, yeah. you can, you sounded really great. Or you know, I hope that that personal aspect in Fort Wayne never changes. That's something I hope. But I think that's what makes us different. I don't know about just in sound, but I think stuff in Fort Wayne is still personal. I hope it always stays. Yeah, I think it's it it's the size of the market. I think too. It's if it gets a lot bigger, you know, that may not remain that way. But at, as it sits now, and as it's been for the last, you know, 10, 20 years, it's that's the way it's been. And I, I think it's great. I think that's what makes us different. I don't know if that makes our sound different though. What, what are your yeah, I don't know if there's a particular sound to this area, but I, I think it's more of a vibe with the scene. It's it's really eclectic. It's, for the most part, really friendly between musicians and not super competitive. I think, mm-hmm. especially among the pros, the guys that are doing it, the guys and girls that are doing it day in, day out, we understand that we're not out 
here to attack each other, but to help each other. It's and there's a lot of opportunity. If you're going to do something to somebody or something that's not very positive, it's going to yeah, come back very exactly. quickly. Yeah. You know, I think like Small I would hope people would consider that. Yeah. What goes around comes. I know yep. those of us that have been here. Work with this person. You, you in the know. Future. Yeah. And that's interesting because it seems like there's a big opportunity to kind of grow up here and you know make money for one thing because it's not oversaturated, but also kind of be in that community, learn from everybody, experiment with your sound and all of that. You probably, I mean, you're going to go to a different place that's where the competition is heavier. You better be good before you get there. And I don't right. know how much learning you're going to do because you're just going to be like struggling to get by. Yeah. But that, that makes Fort Wayne this kind of incubator, I think. And, you know, maybe it will grow too big or something, or maybe it'll stay the same size, but it'll be interesting to play out. Which brings me to my next question. What are you excited about for the future of NTR Entertainment and you know, Night to Remember or anything in the Fort Wayne music scene? I'm excited to grow and just continue to do more of what we're doing and get better at it. I think we already provide a really good quality service, but each year, if you're paying attention to things, you're going to get better and grow. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do more weddings. I'd like to d- have the other bands that we represent do more weddings and corporate events. I, I focus more on weddings, I think. It's just something that we provide a more unique service there and a, and a better quality service with weddings because we've done so many of them. And it's I just personally like like them a lot. It's such mm-hmm. a quality thing that you guys have. I love watching your, um, your post when you put up like a new review from The Knot. Yeah, you know, like the knot has. I think I was telling you this morning. They're so high rated on the knot. Like everybody loves them, and it's like we celebrate with you when you post those things. The knot is a website for for brides brides. where they can you know look for. Yeah, started out as a magazine, um, and they still have the magazine, but it's also a website now, and Mm -hmm. you can go on there and put your band up. It costs money, but you can put your band up, and people (laughs) can see you and book you, and then afterward review you. So that's that's part of what we do. Such a quality product that when you know people celebrate that, it's fun to see that and that must really make you want to grow because you're like I know this is really good I made something really valuable right you know and that people are going to be happy with the feedback is invaluable I mean it's not only for the people that are looking to book us but also for us we get to learn that what we're doing is good and that it is making a difference in people's lives in some way you know that's That's cool yeah do we miss anything? That's all the questions I had. Is there anything? I don't think so. That's pretty thorough. Now, where can people go to find information about your, your company and your bands? The best place to go is probably NTR Entertainment. That just stands for Night to Remember, but NTREntertainment.com. You can see all the different bands there mm-hmm. and the different things that we do. There's even some of the best of our many reviews on the other websites are collected there, and you can see those reviews. Okay. Um, and there's also a way to contact me there if you have an event that you're looking at a band for. And do you have any... Uh, you're on social media, I'm guessing. We've got uh, Night to Remember. The band itself has a page on Facebook. Um, we have an Instagram account, Night to Remember Band, on Instagram. And then I personally have all that. Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, under John Durnell. All right, great. Just John with no H. <laughs> yeah, J-O-N. Now, yeah, I go to look you up, and I'm like, oops. Yep, no H. <laughs> like John oh, Stewart. Well, thank right. you for being here with us. This was like well, thanks my for having favorite me. interviews yeah, we've you. done. Yeah, this is great. talk shop with you. Yeah, stay it's been touch. a lot of fun. You know, trade notes and everything. So if you want to subscribe, you can go to the box at the bottom of the blog post where we post this. We're on iTunes and Stitcher, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Thank you. Thank you.